0: Talking benefits, 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 talking, 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 benefits. You're
1: listening to Talking Benefits, the podcast brought to you by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans. Every month we dive into retirement, health care, hot topics and trends, and whatever else the benefits industry throws
0: at us. I'm Justin Held. I'm Julie Stick. I'm Ann Patterson. Let's talk benefits. Hello everyone, and welcome to Talking Benefits. We've experienced a shift in many different aspects of benefits over the last few years, and paid time off is no exception. Today we're chatting through the concept of unlimited time off. This benefit has been around for a while, and it's getting buzzed lately as organizations look at innovative ways to recruit and retain talent in our current labor landscape. I am so excited we're welcoming Christine Karnath as our guest on this episode, She is the U.S. Director of Benefits for Moog, Inc., and Christine is responsible for benefit strategy and overall administration for Moog's multiple U.S. sites. She also has served as the International Foundation's past Chair of the Corporate Board. Christine, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So the PTO model shifted at Moog in 2019. Over the course of this episode, Christine is going to talk us through the decision to go to this model, how implementation went, how she managed this transition for employees, the challenges faced, the benefits of this model, and then recommendations for others looking to implement this particular PTO model. All right, Christine, could you set the scene for us a bit? Um, Can you tell us about Moog and your employees? Sure.
1: Um, So Mo, we are a a motion control actuation company. Um, We are headquartered in East Aurora, New York, which is a suburb of Buffalo. Uh, We are a global organization. We have about 13,000 employees globally. Um, And in the U.S., we have about 7,500 employees. We were founded in 1951, and we have a long legacy in some of our locations with a very, very strong culture. And we have very long-tenured employees that it's not uncommon to see 40,
0: 50-year employees at Moog. Wow. So then when you opted to implement this unlimited PTO policy, was it for your entire employee workforce or was it for certain employee groups? So we
1: we focused on the United States. Okay. Um, so so looking outside the United States, it can be challenging because of the different laws that um, foul a lot of leave plans. So we decided we were going to focus just on the U.S. Um, we had acquired a number of companies over the years, leading up to this. And unfortunately, we had kind of left them alone after we acquired them. So what we ended up with it, I think at one point we had about 28, 29 different PTO plans in the U.S. alone. And so that was really kind of the catalyst for looking at vacation and and looking at this type of plan was because we couldn't continue to operate with all these different uh, benefits.
0: So it was really like a consolidation of all of these different locations that led you to this decision. Was there, were there any other factors that played a role in this decision to shift?
1: Well, that was the main reason that we did it. What we found was there were benefits that came out of this. So like, for example, there were financial benefits that came out of this because of the way many of our old plans operated. Um, we did end up seeing financial savings, but that was not the reason that we started this. It was, it was kind of an added bonus. But the main reason was really consolidation because of these acquisitions. All of our benefits had ended up with this kind of quilt like type of, you know, arrangement that we had for different employees across different sites. And so looking at lead plans, looking at vacation was just one of those that, that we decided, okay, we need to to make this a little bit easier and have the same employee experience across all of our U.S. sites.
0: Sure, that makes sense. What were some of the administration issues involved in this implementation and just the transition for your staff and employees? From an administrative
1: standpoint, we had multiple plans, like I mentioned. And so we had to take that and we had to move to to one plan. So obviously there's systems involved in in doing that. Um, That wasn't really that difficult though, because we already had systems in place to handle the other benefits. Um, And this actually made it a little bit easier because we didn't have to accrue time. We didn't have to look at balances. So we did that with our other plans. We didn't have to do that, but we did have to take a look at Um, the benefit a little bit differently. So we actually added in a system that allowed employees to request time off. We never had that before. It was very, very informal previously. But we wanted a a method for employees to be able to actually go to their managers and request time off. One thing that we realized was happening previously was that managers and employees weren't talking to one another about time off. They They weren't planning for time off. Employees in many cases weren't even asking for time off. They were telling managers, oh, by the way, I'm off tomorrow or I'm taking off for a week. Um, so there was no back and forth discussion. And so we wanted um, to make sure that we created a system that allowed for discussion, and at least allowed for managers and employees to be on the same page. And we talked to managers about well, what would help with this type of system. And so we included things like having a calendar that employees could look at to see, are other people off? It wouldn't give them the names of the employees, but they could see, oh, I'm not the only person that's requesting this day off. So I can understand if I don't get it approved because others have off. So um, having access to that and then allowing the managers to be able to quickly see, oh, how many people do I have off on this day or during this week, especially for very busy weeks like 4th of July and Christmas, Um, It was really important for us to give managers that visibility. What we were finding was that with our previous plan, managers either were using Excel spreadsheets or they had books that they were keeping track in. And so it really wasn't very efficient for them. So we wanted to come streamline this as much as possible.
0: Sure. And then has the system continued? Is this what you still use or was this just implemented initially to help with that planning?
1: Um, we don't use that exact system anymore because we changed okay. our, our payroll system, but um, we still use a system to allow for the request. One thing that was very important for us with this program is that we didn't give the impression that by having an unlimited vacation time, which we don't call it.
0: Yes. I realized that right away. I'm like, I don't think that she calls it unlimited vacation.
1: We don't call it unlimited, but having an unlimited vacation plan, we wanted to make sure that that didn't give the impression to managers or employees that it was unmanaged. They're not the same Mm -hmm. thing. Unlimited Mm -hmm. does not mean unmanaged. So we wanted to make sure that we gave managers enough guidelines and enough to build around the plan so that they could manage this, still giving employees flexibility, but still being able to manage and get the job done. Because we rolled this out to our entire population, including our manufacturing boards. So this wasn't just our executives, this wasn't just salaried folks, this was all employees in the United States. And so it was really important for us to make sure managers had the ability to manage this properly.
0: Sure. And what do you call unlimited time off or unlimited vacation as sort of the buzzword throughout the industry, but what does Moe call it?
1: So we call it flexible planned vacation. Okay. Um, okay. So we spent a lot of time going through what do we want to call this? We had focus group sessions about what do we call this? Mm-hmm. Um, the research that I had done prior to rolling this out, um, many, many companies had said that don't call it unlimited. Okay. People hear unlimited and they think unmanaged, and so we we knew right away that we were going to stay away from from that term. And we we settled on flexible planification, which I'll, I'll admit I didn't love at first. However, it's grown on me because it's the purpose of it is right in the name. It's flexible, but it's planned. Mm-hmm. What we found, okay, I kind of mentioned before, what we found with our previous plans is people weren't planning. They were telling managers, "I'm out for a week starting tomorrow." And managers felt like because employees had earned at this time and they had this bank of time, that they had to allow them to take it. It was not handled well at all. So by naming it flexible plan vacation, it's right in the name of you know what it stands for. And it's only a vacation plan. It's not a full PTO plan. It's only vacation. We have a separate. Um, we purposely um, had it where. We have kind of a sickly plan, which we call emergency unplanned time. So it's kind of oh the dear. opposite of the vacation. It's for emergencies and it's unplanned. So it's whether you're sick or whether your child is sick or just any reason you need to be out that you couldn't plan for. People do have a bank of that time that they can use for that purpose. We keep our disability separate. We keep our FMLA separate. We keep mm-hmm. all of our leaves completely separate from vacations so that we can manage it well because. What we didn't want is to have an unlimited leave, regardless of the reason why you're out.
0: Yep, that makes sense. That planned part is very important in mm-hmm. the in the naming.
1: And there's um, studies that show that when you plan time, you're more likely to take that time off. We mm-hmm. really wanted to encourage that from the place because what we found prior to rolling this out is our employees did not take enough vacation. They did not even take the national average of what the US takes. And we know the US national average is way below other countries. Right. And so our employees were not taking a lot of time because they were banking it. And so we really wanted to encourage employees to plan and to talk about it because we knew they'd be more likely to
0: take it. That's great. That's another perk for that added work-life balance for everyone.
1: Yeah, exactly
0: did you get any reactions from employees right away about perceived equity or fairness issues with all of this?
1: Yes. And we still are hearing about okay. it years later. Um, yes. So people had a very, very strong reaction. Like I mentioned, we had very long tenured employees and the vacation plan that we had at our Um, corporate headquarters had been in place probably since the 60s. So it had been in place for a long time. Our founder had put it in place. It was a very rich plan, but it was a very old-fashioned plan. And so people were very emotional about it. Whether it worked for them or not, it was a very emotive topic. And so when we rolled this out, we had people who had very, very strong emotions about just the fact that we were touching that plan, just the fact that we were changing it. it. They didn't care what our rationale was. They didn't care that our new employees, it was not beneficial to them at all. So yes, for our, our older te- our older employees, our longer tenured employees, um, there was a lot of talk about equity. I've been here a long time. I've earned the time that I have. These new employees come in and they get the same amount of time as me. That's not fair. Um, we still hear that. Became definitely a generational thing. Okay. Um, well, look at these millennials, the poor millennials, they get blamed for everything. But look at these millennials. They're just taking all kinds of time off. And, you know, we hear that a lot and we look at the data and it's not the case, but so, so we heard that a lot. We also heard the equity concerns from managers. How can I make sure that I'm treating my employees the same? If if everyone doesn't get a a number of of days of weeks, how do I know if one person's taking six weeks and another person's taking four? That's not fair. Our response to them was the number isn't what's fair. It's how you're approaching the requests. Mm -hmm. That's where the fairness comes in. That's where the equity comes in. Somebody might need six weeks of vacation in one year and somebody else might only need or want four weeks of vacation. It doesn't matter that the person who's getting six weeks, it doesn't mean that they're being treated better than the person who's getting four. It's all dependent upon what they need. And that person with the six might only need four next year. Mm -hmm. It's how are you approaching the approval process to them? Are you doing it the same way from employee to employee? That's where the fairness comes in. That's been a struggle for some managers. Yeah. They could always yeah. rely before on just, oh, everybody gets X amount of time and they they can take that time and I don't need to approve or deny anything. And yep. they actually had to have those conversations and, and talk through that.
0: Yeah. Very black and white before. And now it's a yeah. little... One more gray gray zones in there, yeah. so it sounds like it. You know, it it is individually depending on the manager. But how how do you communicate and manage employees' concerns and expectations? Um, we're talking about this a little bit previously, but are there any other tactics that you've implemented for communicating this?
1: Well, so we did a very large we had a very large communication plan when we rolled this out. We actually started communicating it in August of twenty eighteen. We wanted people to have enough time because we knew it was going to be emotional. We wanted people to have enough time to kind of get that emotion out, to to feel what they needed to feel. We weren't going to tell them how to feel. So we knew they were going to be mad. So to feel that, but also have time to process it. Okay. How is this going to work for me? And we were right. We we definitely felt that emotion. We heard that emotion from them. One of the biggest things that helped us was we did uh, manager training, in-person manager training. And we did them all across the country. Um, we actually had two people who pretty much did a, a tour for a few weeks across country, and they met with managers. I was part of them locally here. And with the, that training, we explained we explained the program. We explained the plan. We asked people to tell us, what are you afraid of? What are you nervous about with this? What do you think is going to be good with this? And then we visited that at the end of the training as well to say, okay, do you, are you still nervous about this? Are you still afraid of these things? So, so that was helpful because it allowed people to kind of voice their concerns. We also did a lot of um, scenario training with them to walk through different kind of uh, tricky situations that they might find themselves in. You know, uh, somebody going on maternity leave and wanting to take six weeks of vacation after their after their disability. How do you handle that? Does it matter that they're on that they just had a baby and they should get six weeks in a row. Would you allow that for anybody else? So kind of walking through those scenarios, kind of having, you know, one employee that's a poor performer versus another employee that's a high performer. How do you handle that? So we walked through scenarios and you could see in the training kind of the light bulbs going off for people and the the fear kind of subsiding a bit. Uh, the one thing that I would do differently was we started that training in December. So a month before it became live. It led into 2019. And I think we finished the trainings in like March. I would have started them in January okay. because there was a lot more anxiety, even leaving the trainings in December than there was in January because it already started. So because the plan was already in place, people immediately thought this plan is going to go in place and no one's going to show up to work again. The, the offices will be empty. Everyone will just be on vacation 12 months out of the year which i mean looking at this you know that's obviously not going to happen right and and i think when january 2nd came and people actually showed up to work managers were like oh okay maybe this isn't that bad and so i think that that in itself eased some anxiety so by the time they got into the training any other issues that they had we kind of handled that we also did focus groups a year after we rolled it out. That's a good idea. Um, So we went, so we did focus groups prior to rolling out. We did focus groups afterwards to see, we did manager ones and we did employee ones to see how are people dealing with this? What are issues that they still have? What are concerns that they had? And it was very obvious for some of the managers, the managers that kind of read our material, went to the training, understood how the plan worked, were able to manage within that. And then there were managers who wanted to treat this just like the old plan. And they were the ones that struggled. They didn't adapt. They didn't adjust. And so we actually had them talk to the one that had to help them give pointers because it's easier for them to listen to another operations manager than it is to listen to somebody from HR. Unfortunately, COVID hit about three weeks after we finished those focus groups. So our vacation then plummeted during COVID because nobody was taking time off. So we kind of had a year, year and a half where people weren't really taking vacation, what we're seeing now is that had a real impact on managers remembering what to do and knowing how to manage this. So we kind of have to readdress that now. We're hearing from a lot of our business partners that managers are struggling with this again. And I think it's really because uh, we had that time where they really didn't have to think about it and they never really addressed it in the first place, some of them. And so they kind of forgot what they need to do and how to think about this, because it's really a mindset shift more than anything. And then we have new managers who had never dealt with this before. So we have to do kind of training for those new managers as well. So it's, it's, I say it's not a one-time training with something that we are going to have to do ongoing, possibly for years.
0: And when you have such a strong culture already, as you mentioned, it's something that just needs to get ingrained and interwoven with that naturally. And yeah, it'll be a process. Exactly. So earlier you had mentioned um, some of the unplanned financial benefits, but have there been any other benefits of unlimited PTO that you've found?
1: So we definitely have seen seen it help our recruiting process. One of the issues that we had prior to rolling this out is our plan that we had at our corporate headquarters, uh, new employees only got two weeks a year. And if we were hiring people who had 20 years of experience, they were likely coming to us with more than two weeks of vacation from their old employer. And it was always, always an issue when we were recruiting people. So we ended up doing a lot of under the table kind of off the books type of deals, which nobody liked and it was hard to track and we had issues with. And so we've stopped having to do that. And our our newer employees, especially our younger employees love this. And it's not so foreign to them because especially our, our employees that are coming straight out of college, they don't know what it's like to work under a normal vacation plan. So this is just what they do. And I think in general, they're more flexible anyway, especially those that started during COVID because the flex working and working from home and all of that. And so it's, it's had a huge impact on our, our recruiting and I think even our retention for many employees, because when you look and say, I can take the time that I need. Yeah. It says, oh, I only get X number of days or X number of weeks. That's,
0: that's a huge benefit. Yeah, absolutely. What advice would you give to other employers who are looking to implement, I'm going to call it flexible planned vacation, <laughs> regardless of what the organization might call it. If they're thinking about implementing this, what advice do you have?
1: I would say first and foremost, the thing that you need to do is see if it's going to fit with your culture. So I mentioned before, we have a very, very strong culture in our organization. It's something that's been in place for decades and we we really value it. We actually have a book that we put out and we give to all new hires about our culture and our values and what they are. And, and anything that we do from a benefits perspective, we always refer to that book to say, does this align with our culture? And if it does, then we're not really so concerned about if it's a change because we can always tie it back to that culture and everybody understands that culture. That was the first thing that we did when we started looking at this type of plan. Everyone I talked to, their immediate reaction was, well, it'll never work because it just sounds so different from what we had. But I had looked, I had a core team that I put together and we had looked at our culture book and we looked at our values and our number one value is trust is a must. Mm. And if you don't have a trusting organization that goes both ways, that the employees trust management and the organization, and the organization trusts employees, it's not going to work. Because there will always be a question of, are the employees taking advantage? Are the managers not going to let me take time? It's got to go both ways. So that really works for us. I mean, there's there's other values uh, that we have that work. But trust, I think, is the biggest thing. If you don't have that type of environment, it's not going to work. So I would say that's number one. Some of the other things that I would say are um, track your time, because it's really important to know if this is working. We definitely have critics of the plan within the organization. Some of that might be some folks in HR, some of that might be managers, some of that might be employees. So what we hear is, oh, well, this doesn't work. Everyone's taking you know six weeks of vacation a year. Having the data to show what's actually happening is really, really important. Because if you're not going to track the time, because it would be very easy to just roll this plan out and say, well, everyone take whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. But tracking the time really gives you an understanding of, is it being abused? Is there a problem? And if it's being abused, is that happening across the board? Or is that only happening at certain sites under certain managers?
0: Mm -hmm. Watch for patterns that way.
1: Exactly. Or even the opposite. Are employees not taking time off? that's a that's a separate problem. Um, So tracking time is very important. We already talked about this. Don't call it unlimited, right? It's almost a running joke. Anytime anybody here mentions unlimited, they almost do it on purpose, because they know the reaction they're going to get from me is it's not unlimited vacation, it's flexible plan vacation. Because it's really perception is very important with this plan. And you don't want to get the perception that nobody's looking at this that you can do whatever you want, you're in complete control of this plan and your time we want to give you flexibility but there are guidelines having guidelines are also very important you want your managers to know that they have the ability to manage this so it's that balance between flexibility and uh, management so yeah so i i mean th- there's more but i think those are kind of the biggest ones to help you manage the, the plan
0: Perfect and yeah, just helping helping to make that decision and knowing if it's right for your own organization. Is there anything else that you'd like to add about just this concept or how it's been working for your organization?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say it's it's been working well. I would say if if it fits, you know, if it's, it fits for your culture and you're doing it for the right reasons, I would definitely recommend that you try it. But don't go into it thinking that it's going to be easy because it's mm-hmm. it's not. You know, depending on your environment, maybe it's a little bit easier than what we did. You know, we, we got a lot of questions from our managers of what other companies like us have done this. And I couldn't find any. And I kept saying, I, I don't think there is one or none that I am aware of. And I said, but that's really cool because that means that we're kind of, we're leading this. And I, and I think that's really exciting. Um, some of them saw it that way. Some of them didn't, but that's okay. But it, it's, it's something that even, you know, three years later, we're still talking about and we're we're still getting people on board with because it's it's very different than changing your medical plan or very different than changing a 401k. It's how people behave at work and how your business behaves. What we learned was that our operations and part of our business built their operations around how much vacation time people took, which was not a lot. So by rolling out flexible plan vacation, which encouraged people to take more time off, not excessive amounts, but more time off, that affected our operation. And we warned the business this was going to happen, and they never adjusted for it. And so we're still having those conversations now. And so it's this can really have an impact holistically to your organization, not just changing the typical benefit plan.
0: Sure, that's so true and such a good reminder. Well, this was fascinating and so, so helpful to any organization, either starting this process or looking into it. So I very much appreciate your time today, Christine. And on behalf of the Talking Benefits team and I, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: For more information, check out an awesome webcast that Christine was featured in a few months ago. You can find it at ifvp.org webcast. It's called unlimited time off. Will it work for your organization? We'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. And just a reminder, members of the foundation get free access to webcasts as part of their membership, which is a huge value. Webcasts cover topics facing the benefits community, from high-cost details often overlooked in health claims billing to workload management strategies. If you're not a member already, join today at ifebp.org membership. We'd love to have you with us. And if you are a member, we're so very grateful that you are part of our benefits community. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast and subscribe to the show in your podcast app so that our episodes will automatically appear on your mobile device. Talking Benefits is a production of the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, the largest educational association for those working in the benefits industry. If you're into benefits, check out all the International Foundation has to offer at ifevp.org. Our show is hosted by Julie Stick, Justin Held, and me, Ann Patterson, produced by Stacey Van Alstein and edited by Amanda Gilsmer. Today's program is copyrighted in 2022 by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, All Rights Reserved. The opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and not to be used as legal counsel.
1: All right did I talk too much?
0: No, you were amazing. I, this was perfect. Thank you so much. This was awesome information. I felt
1: like I I was like rambling at
0: times. Oh, you did great. And then you, you kept answering my next question just naturally. (laughs) So then I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to ask that. (laughs) That was good. That was like a a really good flow. So thank you. That was perfect. Yeah, no
1: problem.